you got to get out the door and your toddler is just refusing to put their shoes on. Let's unravel why your toddler is having this behavior and turn a bunch of complex reasons into a simple solution. Welcome to Toddler Toolkit Podcast, the ultimate parenting guide tailored for the unique challenges of raising twins, multiple kids, or little ones close in age. Hi, I'm Heather, master's in education and proud twin mama of busy toddlers. You might have tried advice tailored for one child, but that's not our journey, right? With a decade of teaching experience under my belt, I've seen it all from toddlers to teenagers in the classroom. Now, as a parent to two toddlers, I'm experiencing the flip side of the coin. So whether you have two under two or just looking for tips that work in tandem, you're in the right place. Let's unlock the secrets to understanding toddler behavior, preventing meltdowns, and raising intuitive, resilient children who listen in two seconds. The why behind the behavior. So today we're going to talk about two different scenarios. One, your toddler will not put their shoes on. And the second one is what to do if your toddler runs in the street. Okay, so today we're talking about the why behind your toddler's behavior. So by understanding a bunch of complex reasons why, if we can figure out the root cause, the why of the behavior, which can be complex, then we can find a simple solution. But if one were to give advice that for putting on shoes, let's say your toddler's refusing to put their shoes on and you got to get out the door and we give the same cookie cutter advice to every parent that will be doing a disservice and it might not help every toddler because the reason why can be different. This is the complex part. It's the understanding the behavior part. Once we understand that, we can come up with simple solutions. So setting the stage for this, imagine you are trying to get out of your house and all of a sudden you're encountering shoe rebellion. Your toddler is absolutely refusing to put their shoes on and it's leaving you feeling baffled and frustrated And maybe, you know, they usually need a little bit of support from you, but let's say they're running away. They're running away from you or they're just not listening. They're throwing the shoes. They're just simply refusing to have shoes put on them, whether you help them or not. And how much support you give them, they still don't want to do it. They're kicking so you can't get the shoe on. So Sometimes we can want to resort in quick fixes like bribery or setting ultimatums, but I really encourage us to dig deeper into why this is happening and how we can really resolve and find a really good solution. So research shows that applying superficial solutions without understanding the root cause often results in repeated behavior. And we can be encouraging behavior we don't even want to see. There's a study from the Journal of Applied Developmental Psychology, and this emphasizes the importance of understanding underlying motivations to address children's behavior effectively. And the importance is in the why. Finding that root cause. 
So the key to solving many behavioral issues lies in that simple question, why? We want to be effective, but we also want to be respectful to our child's needs. So let's break down some very common whys for this shoe dilemma. Okay, so it could be a transition issue. So the research from the University of Washington highlights how young children often struggle with transitions and a simple heads up or countdown can help them mentally prepare for the shift. So if your toddler is refusing to put their shoes on and it is a transition issue, that means it's not, it might not really be the shoe itself. So if your toddler was doing something else and they struggle transitioning to put their shoes on, maybe they were playing with a, with a preferred toy. And so getting that transition is going to be the solution. How can we proactively help our toddler transition? If they're having trouble transitioning, we can use reminders. We can use visuals, like visual pictures. Also, if it's a transition issue, routine is going to really help. So being consistent, having routine, all of those things can help with a transition issue. Now, if it's a needing help issue, your toddler's developmental motor skills are still developing and sometimes they're gonna need assistance and sometimes they're gonna need help when another time they didn't. Maybe one time they were a little bit more independent and other time they just need more help. It could be an issue with the tongue of the shoe, or it could be some other factor on why they need help with putting their shoes on. And maybe that is causing them, instead of knowing to ask for help, they're just trying to avoid it because it's a difficult situation. And that's why we really need to teach those five key skills I identify in my mini course, Meltdown Mastery, where I talk about Help is one of those five key skills. Your toddler being able to communicate and ask for help because if they don't know to ask for help, they might resort in other behaviors. They might end up throwing the shoes, chucking the shoes, or running away, or whining, or showing some sign of struggle and frustration. So, discomfort. What if there's the shoe is not comfortable. Sometimes that could be an issue too. Maybe there's something with a shoe that's not comfortable and your toddler is growing fast and it could be going up a shoe size. Maybe it's just not comfortable fit and that is the issue. Another thing is it could be your toddler isn't feeling well. If we don't feel well, we want to take things off of our plate, but our toddler we might always have the same expectations for them, whether they feel well or not. So it's really important to break things down into smaller chunks and smaller expectations so they can have smaller wins, especially if they're not feeling well. If you usually expect your toddler to go get the shoes and then you assist them putting it on and they're not feeling well, Maybe, you know, taking more of a hands-on proactive approach to helping them, making it easier for them. 
if they're not feeling well. And if they are having non-compliance and they, they truly just do not want to put their shoes on, then it could be an independence reason. In 2017, the study in the Journal of Child Development discussed how toddlers often seek autonomy. This is a developmental phase where they want to make choices for themselves. So our children have three buckets that I have found. And one of those buckets is an independence bucket. So if your child doesn't want to listen because they want to be independent, make their own choices, we can give them the choice. You can put the shoes on. Either you can put the shoes on on the bench or we can put the shoes on in the car. You know, if it's not shoes, it's a shirt. Do you want to wear the truck shirt today or the train shirt today? So giving choices will really help with independence if it's a non-compliance issue. So knowing the whys can really help us understand solutions, empower our toddlers. And there's research that shows that providing limited choices can encourage cooperation. So for our toddler, are we able to give them some choices so they can participate They have a say and they can be a part of the family unit and have a voice as well. Cooperation is a really important skill. We'll see you back after the quick break and we will talk about what to do if your toddler is drawn to the street and is running in the street. How can we keep that safe? Hey mamas, let's take a quick break. I wanted to share with you Meltdown Mastery, the listening and skilled toddler mini course. Get helpful tools sent straight to your inbox and get your child to listen in two seconds. Imagine a calm home with less meltdowns. Go to the show notes for the link or head to twinmomroadmap.com backslash guides for super helpful tools and resources. Also, Become a part of our cozy Facebook community for support, conversation, and double the laughter. Link in show notes to join. Welcome back. Okay, so we're talking about when our toddler is running into the street, or why are our toddlers drawn in the street, and why do they not listen when we tell them, no, don't run in the street? All right, so... To first address this behavior, I also want us to understand the why, just like when we talked about the shoes, where our toddler wasn't putting their shoes on, but why are they running in the street? Well, first of all, our toddlers are very curious. They're just beginning to explore their world and test boundaries. So they do have this natural curiosity and the street, the pavement, they can be naturally drawn to that. And also toddlers are starting to test boundaries and understand rules. And they're also getting a reaction out of us. Sometimes our reaction can fuel the behavior and make running in the road or the street even more enticing. Our toddlers also have a very low understanding, a lack of risk awareness. And they don't have the same sense of danger that we do as adults, understanding that roads are not really safe because there are cars. Because that would involve them being able to predict potential outcomes and also future events and outcomes to their actions. So there's a few things that we can do. 
instead of saying no. And that's usually our first response, especially when it comes to a safety thing. Also trying to grab our child and physically stop them and keep them safe. So obviously safety is always first, safety always before methods. So we can give our toddler empowering decisions, such as giving them choice. Do you want to hold my hand or go in the stroller across the street? But depending of the age of our toddler, that may or may not work. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But allowing our toddler to choose does give our toddler independence. Also, it's very helpful to have a consistent routine. So always talking about it as well. So when we when we go to the street, we look both ways, then we cross the street, we always hold mom's hand. Or if you give them that choice, hold my hand or go in the stroller, you're consistent with offering that choice. So we really do need to tailor strategies by age. That's why it's not always a simple answer. We need to understand the behavior first, but also the answer can change based on age. So younger toddlers that are 12 to 24 months old really do need to be kept close, especially if they're resisting holding hands. I know when my twins were that age, they did not understand the concept of holding my hand. They wouldn't do it. And they also would run down the street. So I kind of found that I really needed to have them contained. I actually have a story where I was taking them to the neighbor's house and they actually were walking with me. We went across the street together that all seemed to pan out okay. But then they were had a different point of view from the neighbor's yard and the street looked so enticing and they decided to just bolt right into the street. I chased them down the street. My cell phone fell out of my pocket, cracked, totally shattered everywhere, which was the least of my concerns because we live on a street that can be quite busy. The intersections of the street are busy on both sides. And so that was super scary for me. And it was super fun for them. They were laughing, giggling and running. And I had to wrangle both of them and get them out of the street. And it was only just a few seconds later that a car was going pretty fast down the street. So after that, if I was going to the neighbors with twins, for sure, I was taking them in the wagon or the stroller. And I was not going to risk that. I even had to be really careful, speaking of streets, with just being in the front yard. It seems like with my toddlers, it goes in different waves. There's different seasons for them. So there were times where we could be in the front yard with just me and it was okay. And then there were other times or seasons where the road was super enticing again and it just wasn't worth it. And so we stuck to the backyard or we stuck to going to parks with big fields far away from parking lots and streets. So young toddlers can be a whole different ballgame. But toddlers that are between the ages of two and three can start understanding these concepts of choice. Do you want to hold my hand or go in the stroller? So we can really start to begin those basic conversations about safety. My toddlers, now that they are two, can hold my hand. They actually, they actually like right now holding my hand. So I'm definitely appreciative of, of that. 
and they can understand choices and it's empowering. It fills their independence bucket. So that's why we can't just give the same advice of giving a choice to all toddlers because some toddlers giving a choice is just not a solution because I can tell you that choice was not a solution when they were under two years old. It didn't matter what I said, they were running in the street. So I had to be proactive on how we were going to navigate the street especially when I was by myself with twins. Now, when toddlers turn between the ages, these are just averages, between the ages of three to four years old, they do have increased cognitive abilities for understanding consequences. So streets can be dangerous because of cars. That's why we need to stay safe. That's why we look both ways before crossing the street. That's why we hold hands when we cross the street and we stay together. So that just shows that not everything is a simple answer. We need more information about the individual child before we just start giving advice. Now, there are some additional strategies that we can use for toddlers that want to run in the road or are really drawn to the street. So we can use learning through play. We can role play crossing the street with toy cars and figurines. We can reinforce safety lessons. You know, we can use visual cues. So it may be like a sticker or an image that's printed out to remind your toddler that we we stop at the street. We look both ways and we hold hands before we cross the road, go into the street. And we definitely, I always recommend using positive praise especially when your toddler actually holds your hands and listens. Don't let that slip past you. Make sure to praise that. Call that out and let your toddler know they're doing a good job listening. Because if we want our toddlers to listen, we need to let them know that that is something that we appreciate and we notice from them. So if we don't let them know and we just focus on when they're not listening, then that's what their attention is going to be drawn to. So if we're always giving them feedback about when they didn't listen with the street and we're not giving them feedback for when they did, they're going to be more likely to engage in unsafe street practice because they're getting more attention for it. It could be attention-seeking behavior because it's not just that the street is enticing. It also could just be that it's fun when mommy chases us down the street. That's fun. And, you know, it's like playing chase. It's a game. It's fun. So how can we make sure we're not reinforcing that? So the other thing I wanted to mention is we can definitely use boundaries and consequences with the street. That's kind of what I was talking about before with the toddlers that don't understand choices and aren't, or if they do understand a choice and they're not listening. So if you gave them the choice, you know, hold my hand or go in the wagon and they still didn't listen and they're definitely capable of listening or not it doesn't matter. We need to have a boundary and a consequence if they didn't listen, right? So you're going to make the choice for them. Okay, you're going in the stroller, especially if they are breaking away from your hand and running away, then that's not an option right now. That's no longer an option. You're going in the stroller and definitely being prepared for that. You know your child best, what their tendencies are, 
So we definitely need to use consequences. So, you know, a consequence of my toddlers running down the street was that we weren't able to go in the front yard then. There's no more front yard when we run into the street. We can go in the backyard now, but there's no more front yard. And if my toddlers really want to play in the front yard, they need to listen. They they definitely need to listen and stay safe and stay out of the street. Something else is kind of interesting is my toddlers really like to throw balls into the street. I think it was also part of just fascinating for them. It's kind of like they're little scientists, but having the ball roll into the street or on the curb led them to going into the street and it became that became a game. So then we had to remove the balls from the front yard because it always led to that. So also thinking about, you know, if if we remove the balls and now and then that takes out that progression of behavior and we're able to be in the front yard, maybe we're doing something else, playing with chalk on the driveway and we are closer to the garage than closer to the street. That has worked quite a few times. And I also kept it short and sweet because I know the longer I'm out there, the larger the chance that one of my toddlers is going to run into the street. So five minutes or 10 minutes playing with chalk on the driveway, being proactive about where we're playing and keeping it short and sweet, and then using a distraction to get them into the backyard after that five or 10 minutes is up. So we made playtime successful. I gave them feedback that they did a great job listening. And then I let them know, we're going to go in the backyard and we're going to go do this. You know, we're going to go play with the, we're going to go play in the sand pit in the backyard now. So now we're in a gated fence in backyard. We pivoted, we transitioned, and I don't need to worry about cars. And we can still practice being up front even though a lot of times it might be difficult, we can still get that that positive time in. But of course, safety always first. And if you feel it's not even safe at all for you to do that with your multiple kids or twins, then that is fine. And I know I've seen this is not as much of issue for all kids. I have seen kids, especially kids with older siblings, but I can't speak for every family or every child that has older siblings that sees the model of the older children using safe street practice. And I think, you know, that is really amazing to have that older child model that they want to follow. And if you have twins, maybe you see that one twin is the one that tends to run in the the street more, and then the other one tends to follow. And then knowing that, keeping an eye on that twin because they're the ones, that, the one that's going to run in first and the other one will follow. So making sure that twin doesn't run in the street, then the other one won't follow. So just kind of being very strategic about it. It's something I've thought a lot about with twins and with being near a busy street. So I hope you find this episode helpful and understanding that A simple answer for a behavior is actually a lot more complex, but once we figure out the why behind it, then we can get that more simple answer and solution. But first, we need to go through the complexities of the why. 
And that wraps up another episode filled with tools and insights to help your parenting journey have clarity and ease. Remember, every child is unique and so is our experience, especially when there's more than one. Keep celebrating those small victories and learning along the way. I'm Heather, your Twin Mama Guide, and until next time, here's to raising skilled, self-regulated toddlers who listen, learn, and love. Take care and see you soon.